0: So the capital cities are where the action is, is at the moment. And what's really interesting is renovated properties are going really well, but unrenovated properties are going less well. So this is a perfect time again for renovators to get I know, into property. I know. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love.
1: hello hello everyone welcome to another episode of she renovates i want to welcome my business bestie louise lucas who is the founder and the ceo of the property education company and what louise does is she helps people get finance and the reason that we are she is with me today is she's also the diamond sponsor of the She Renovates 2023. So we are very grateful to you, Louise. That is an incredibly generous thing to do and we are thrilled to have you as our diamond sponsor. Thank you very
0: much for the death. But that's honestly, it's because we love working with your clients. (laughs) We actually love it. They are great people and they're doing amazing things and we love supporting them in their efforts. So please, it's mutual, really, we love them. And that, do we don't say that about all our clients. We do no. love yours.
1: Thanks so much. And the other thing I should say about Louise is she's the queen of the red lipstick. In fact, she's the queen of red full stop because it's her brand colour. And also she is the queen of the gin trolley. Oh, yes, definitely. So, yes. So Everyone who needs, needs
0: a gin trolley, come on. Yeah. And when Louise comes
1: to retreat, she comes armed with the gin trolley under her arm. So, yes, I'll leave it to your imagination how that goes. But based in Melbourne, but uh, looks after people all over the country. And she also has a special, I think, knack with getting money for 1st home buyers. And you would have heard an episode that we did recently where Louise's son, Nick, bought his first property and between them they navigated... His first renovation and added, was it about one hundred and fifty thousand after costs? Yeah, yeah. so amazing kickstart for for his property journey, and Certainly so he,
0: well. it's a big win. But, and we appreciated your insights and help
1: too. No worries. Yes, yeah. there is a bit of a love fest here going on, yeah. <laughs> um, and we yeah.
0: well, I like dealing with smart people, Bernadette.
1: So <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, what we're going to be talking about today is really what's happening in terms of money, in terms of the the market. And Louise has been telling me there have been some changes in lending policy that we need to know about. So before I hand over to Louise, I think it's really important to note that if you are like, actually, even if you're not challenged with getting money, it really is better to work through a broker because they have a whole panel of lenders with a whole panel of products. And I was actually speaking to my one one of my Wonder Women the other day and she was saying how the bank has told her that she's got to wait six months to get a loan because she's just got a new job. And I knew that was ridiculous and I just sort of said to her, go to a broker, don't go to the bank because, you know, they've only got one product, one policy. So is that correct, Louise?
0: Yeah, and that is hit it on the nail, Bernadette, because banks do not have a best interest duty, whereas brokers do. So we are legislated to only work in your best interests. And obviously we can find a lender who would lend to you one day in a new job. That's amazing. Imagine putting up with that nonsense from your own bank. It's shocking. And people get told, they come to me really sheepishly sometimes because they've been embarrassed. They've gone to the bank and the bank's gone, oh, no, there's no way it would lend to you because now you're maybe a single woman in your 50s and you're too old and you're this and you're that. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed about my situation. When, of course, they have no reason to be embarrassed they are perfectly able and legitimately entitled to get finance and they should be speaking to someone who will support them and that's what we do. So I find that often the case. It's really tragic. Even people who have heaps of income and heaps of money and still find things difficult sometimes, so it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It just depends on different banks' policies or their appetite at the time. So you just need to, to be aware. We are getting constant updates it's like relentless the information that gets sent to us so it changes every minute oh they're doing this oh now they're doing that so we've got a whole heap of things we're going to tell you about at the conference we've got a huge uh where now which date are we meeting to do that Bernadette the 16th of so, October yeah it's not very long so yeah Okay, so but today I just wanted to briefly talk about how the market's moving and how we've been looking at research from CoreLogic and they were talking about that there was a big decline in prices, people who were thinking, oh, we're still waiting for the bottom, and the decline in prices from May 22 until February 23 was uh, 9.1% nationally. But since the increase from September 2020 until May 22 was uh 28%, we're still up 15% from 2020. We're still up over 15% nationally. So, but the, here's the concern: the market has rebounded th- over 3% in th- the last three months. So if you were still waiting for things to come off, it's not happening. The, the, that point has turned. And that's how quick it was. And it always strikes me as amazing people waiting for circumstances or a better time. But we are finding a lot more people buying at the moment and they're getting the price they want. Vendors might still not be aware, but there's lots more coming on the market and they're moving. So that's great. It's really exciting at the moment. We know that migration has been this big driver for the increase again, despite interest rates, putting us off. And the key thing is people... That's why Sydney's been the leader, of course. You'd know that, Bernadette, because yep. that most migrants end up there. But 33% of new migrants do arrive in Melbourne. But Melbourne is still a little more affordable, so we might still have a bit more room for growth. So it's probably worth having a look at some of the properties in Melbourne now. And while the regions were booming in COVID, and we know, and they, they had double the size of the boom in, during COVID compared with the capitals but now capital cities are driving the growth with triple the growth of the region. So the capital cities are where the action is, it, is at the moment. And what's really interesting is renovated properties are going really well, but unrenovated properties are going less well because people have been put off, as you would probably find, Bernadette, doing the building and renovating themselves. So this is a perfect time again for renovators to get I know. into property. I know. Because the ugly ones are not going. So if you've got... Well, yeah, sorry, you want to
1: comment sorry. on that? It's really funny because I like to keep an eye on my local area just because I've got a few students around here. And I found this place that was... It was a renovator's delight, an absolute dive, and smoke, cigarette stains all over it. And I mentioned it to a few of our students. And anyhow, not, none of them took it up. But yesterday I took one of those students through our Dali Street project because it's so, it's finished and it's very beautiful and she said to me, now I get it. She said, when I looked at that, she said, I just could not, I could not even fathom what you would do with it but now I get it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a, you know, multi-thousand dollar skill to be able to, well, hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to buy something that nobody else will look at because you get the best price then and you're going to rip it out anyhow so it doesn't matter really what it looks like.
0: No, I had years ago a client who bought sight unseen on a property in Ballarat that was smoke stained and smelt disgusting and so she got it much, much cheaper because no one would buy it because it was stank. And all it took was new curtains, new carpets, which cost at the time relatively small, and you saved like thirty or forty thousand on the property. Like, and there was nothing like the cost to go in. So it's amazing, really. You just got to show some. Oh, another client bought a place with a bedroom. The master bedroom was painted completely black. Like all the walls, the ceiling, everything was black. So people like. You can paint people, but no, no one wanted to touch it. So again, there's, but there's more and more of those opportunities out there. And agents will often help people get their places ready for sale, but they often lack imagination too. And when they come in, they'll often say, oh, don't bother renovating. We'll just get the best price for it as it is, which suits us beautifully as purchasers of renovator potential properties. But anyway... They're saying also at CoreLogic cool the top third of the market where average houses are around 1.2 million, and this is like across the globe, so they're all across Australia. But anyway, and units around 800, so they're the top end of the top third of the market. While it's more volatile, they are leading the recovery in pricing at the moment and moving very quickly. So if you find something around at the lower end of those prices and that needs yeah. a rent, then you're more likely to get the uplift that you're looking yeah. for. And yeah. the big worry has been, well, with interest rates going and the big problem are people going to default? Well, there, there's very, very few homes across the country in negative equity because we've had this huge percentage of growth the last few years that that this isn't causing people to have a big problem and not really causing me, although there's been a small upturn in Bolts, well, it's very low. All right. Yeah. So that don't expecting mass people selling for cheap and whatever. It's just not happening. People are managing. What's happening in finance at the moment, it's fascinating because oh well, I think it's fascinating. Others might find it less so. But anyway, yeah, it's always <laughs> <laughs> the banks wanting to are wanting to make money they've clearly had a, a downturn and so many of the rules that were in place that were restricting lending over the last few years just to keep a lid on things uh, are changing. So I uh, well look I'll give you a full update at the conference and I and this is October 16 I remember but <laughs> there's, there's just a few things I want to talk about now and there's and like loan to value ratio limits are increasing. With lots of lenders, so they're lending higher than they were before. For and although they're pricing higher, if you're doing a Reno to make and make a profit and then maybe rent out, we can then revalue, get the get the loan to value ratio reduced again, which we've just done for a client who did a major Reno. Uh, the valuation we got was like hundreds of thousands higher than when we actually um, originally started uh, 12 months ago, trying to get the reno through. And because it's so high, they've given us a much cheaper rate on the remaining, the whole loan uh, at the end of the reno. So it's worth, when you go and ask your banks for uh, a better price on your property, make sure you actually ask them to get a valuation and maybe increase the valuation so your interest rate can come down because they are pricing on loan-to-value ratio. So it's the percentage of the loan against the property. So say you bought at a property and now they're actually lending uh, for some investments. Like previously, they were only going up to 90%, including lenders' mortgage insurance for investors. Now there's some of them, they're going up to 95 again. So what does that tell you? The banks actually think prices are going up as well. So that should be good news to anyone who's doing that. But I, I want you to make sure that when you go further along, you need to make sure you're revaluing your property every six months or 12 months, which we do for our clients, to try and get the interest rate down because your interest rates are very dependent on your loan-to-value ratio. I hope I made that clear. I think I was talking a bit. Yeah. You know, no, <laughs> but I got it. Yeah, okay. I got it. Cool.
1: So and that's something
0: you didn't know. Well, it's really, it's, it's really become much more important in the last couple of years. They are very, very price conscious on security and risk for the bank. So one way to keep lending money, but charge people for the privilege is to increase their interest rate on a higher mm-hmm. loan to value ratio. So if we can get your LVR down, And uh, as a result of you've got done your reno, you might have borrowed at 90%. We can get your your valuation post-reno down to 70% loan-to-value ratio. Hello, much better interest rate. Well worth doing. But anyway, that's just a touch of what's coming. So we'll talk again soon. (laughs)
1: Beautiful. Well, I have noticed headlines. I know, like, seriously, we shouldn't look at headlines, but saying that, Sydney's going to go up another 15%. Mm-hmm. Like massive, massive. Yeah,
0: massive. Yeah. Well, somehow it just won't surprise me because post-COVID I, and having I know many of Melbourne particularly have been off travelling overseas desperately to get out of Victoria for post-COVID. But, and we know people are very positive about coming to this country and why wouldn't you be? It's a great place to It is, it is, and I see you're getting a new premiere. Well, anything's better than whatever, but we're not going (laughs) to go into that, are we? (laughs) No.
1: And so, uh, while we're at it, what have you heard about what's going on with um, Airbnb in Victoria? So, well, he's charging a premium.
0: Yes, and an extra nine hundred and fifty dollars for most owners of airbnb so it's very detrimental and uh, like okay they go well you get it as a tax deduction from your taxes but you still got to find the cash to pay it and unfortunately most of these properties you're not making a huge amount on so i suspect it might put people off going I personally into airbnb. don't think that's a bad thing because mm. like
1: i personally feel that airbnb it's it's not something you can be mediocre in you've got to be oh. All yeah. in or not. And I think That's a lot of people, work. yeah, and I, I certainly noticed that when we were doing our um, our rounds, you know, our tour on retreat when we went and looked at a whole lot of Airbnbs in the southern islands, they, by the time they paid their 20% to their manager, they wouldn't have been, a lot of those properties, even the really beautiful ones, wouldn't have been getting any more than if they had them on long-term rental. So I do think people don't really assess, look at things sort of critically. And so I guess what I'm hoping will happen is the ones that really aren't putting the effort into it get out of it so and leave the ones that really are doing an amazing job because they're the ones that deserve to do well.
0: Yes. Well, I I think you might be right. How is it going in New South Wales with the half, the six-month rule? There are ways of circumventing that legally.
1: Okay, and I can't really speak for anyone else, but I personally don't see that as a as an issue. But by the same token, I don't want to have lots of Airbnbs. I think there's a lot to be had. Like I have had lots of Airbnbs and have fallen into the mediocre category because I just could not manage them all to a level where you should.
0: So it yeah, you I also think very significant success, but. <laughs> I so have. What, yeah, yeah mediocre might not be what others do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, but I, I consciously made an effort to cut back because I felt that you need the bandwidth to be able to to do the job in a way that really produces outstanding results. And the minute that you have too much on your plate, you you it starts to slip. So yeah, so I think that's an important thing to remember you know I hear people with you know managing 40 or 50 projects or properties I think I don't know how they do it in fact I don't think they do do it very well so oh, well,
0: property permanent property managers often have 100 150 properties so
1: it's yeah. interesting yeah but a lot of them don't do much of a job either so
0: truth. Yeah,
1: so, but anyhow, yeah. So,
0: It is a real skill and you do need the right people doing it. No matter whether it's Airbnb or Permanent, you need serious... You do. You need people that are committed to service. That's the thing.
1: And a lot of people that do Airbnb are not committed to service. Some of them leave big, long lists of rules for their guests. Nobody wants to go on holidays and have this sort of stuff. So, but anyhow, that's that. Yeah, but otherwise... Sydney and New South Wales, I think, is tracking pretty well, really. So yeah, yeah, lots of opportunities. Like you mentioned, like unrenovated properties are definitely the sweet spot as for renovators
0: concerned. The really bad, dirty, stinky ones. Um, I'm also seeing a lot more places on the market that are not styled, which I love seeing. Properties that people are not prepared to pay for styling. There was a stage in COVID where everything was styled and you're sort of thinking, oh, what? Everyone's expecting that extra 10% on top because the property is styled, which they're not worth because the minute you rip that furniture out, it doesn't look like it. But now I'm actually seeing lots of properties coming up that people are not paying for styling. So, wow, wonderful. That's yeah. awesome! Yeah, mm. it but does simple, help.
1: It does. It's interesting. I got an email from Michelle this morning. You're, Michelle Lewis, of course, and she has just bought a property in Victor Harbor. She said she found it for a client, but the client just couldn't come at the the, the renovation because it's in pretty bad way. They were wanting six hundred thousand for it, and she the owners, and she got it for four fifty. And oh she, reckons, she reckons that the the agent, she's pretty sure, had never been to the property. <gasps> oh, my like, goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, Anyhow, so there you go. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are listening, please go to, we'll include a link to the She Renovates 2023 event. Please go, oh, we're running a competition at the moment so you can win a ticket. So if you go to the landing page, you'll see a little button. Click on that, see if you can win a ticket first before you shell out money. And be prepared for an amazing day. So, of course, it is online. We'll be back live next year, but this year it's online. And what we've done, so we are experts running online events. We've got an amazing platform, which if you've been to one of our online conferences before, you would have experienced that which really facilitates great networking. So let's say you want to have a conversation with Louise. You would go, Louise will have her own lounge. You'll be able to go to her lounge and have a chat with her about your financing needs. We've got the presentations in really short, punchy sections. So because nobody wants to be sitting at a desk watching an hour-long lecture on something. So very short and punchy, lots of before and after projects and also lots of competitions. So those of you who love David's architectural services, you've got an opportunity to win a renovator concept session with him which is worth up to $900. There's there's a cash prize, there's all sorts of there's magazine subscriptions. So make sure that you come along. It's an amazing day. You'll make meet and make amazing friends and you'll learn a stack. So come along. Too bad. So
0: thanks for waiting well, we for, for them them me. Thank you. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out the school of